0: You are now listening to Talk Your Jits Podcast. And welcome back to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jujitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a black belt who trains at Cal Samarit Martial Arts located in Bowmansville, Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboy Sleeman. Hey, what's going on, bro? How are you? Man, what's going on, sir? How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Always uh, training, so always a good day. Always a good day.
0: But uh, first and foremost, man, I'd like to you know, thank you for coming on and uh, doing an episode with me today. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Not a problem. So uh, let's just get right into it. If you want to formally introduce yourself uh, again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey.
1: Yeah, okay. So uh, my name is Kyle Sleeman. I'm uh, from just outside of the Toronto, Canada area. And I've been training martial arts uh, 35 years. I'm just turned 40 years old. I started when I was born, essentially. Uh, My father was a martial artist, so I grew up in the lifestyle from day one. And uh, yeah, I did a bunch of striking arts growing up. uh, Found judo as a teenager, did that for a while. And then I guess in my early twenties I found uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I guess I was twenty one. Mm-hmm. Found Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and uh, was hooked on that. Been training six days a week uh, since, and that's been eighteen years ago. So, yeah, lots of lots of Jiu Jitsu.
0: Yeah, yeah, lots lots of Jiu Jitsu. And um, so one thing I. I guess I can ask, ask you this too, because um, I do get people who you know who train different martial arts, but it just seemed like jujitsu was the one that like resonated them the most. So, what what drew you and kept you with jujitsu?
1: Well, essentially, like I remember, I was ten years old. I watched the UFC one live on the black box with my parents in their in, in his in my basement with all his buddies. So, uh, I was intrigued with grappling since the beginning, and mm-hmm. also my best friend growing up about 10 houses up the street from me, his grandfather was a coral belt in judo. And so he used to always teach me judo through my life. And, uh, until I guess I was a teenager, I really started getting into judo and, and I started learning about jujitsu and things like that and hearing about it and, you know, UFC and stuff like that. So, uh, one day I was, uh, finished judo class and I went to get an ice cream actually. And I was like 21 in the heat of summer. And I seen this sign and it says Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I was like, Whoa, awesome. The first time I've ever seen it. So I walked in there and, uh, they're like, yeah, we just open up basically. And that's it. I was in there right away. But those guys at the time, it wasn't really Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It was, there was Justin Bruckman, Richard Nanku, Antonio Carvalho. Uh, those guys were training for Shuto in Japan, mm-hmm. and it was prize fighting. They were just – it was MMA. And basically, I just jumped into the mix, and uh, that's that's how I started my jiu-jitsu journey is, is yeah, getting beat up a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, being a black belt, you definitely got beat up uh, And that's a lot.
1: the thing. So, so I came from, you know, t- 20 years of other arts. Mm-hmm. So uh, like I had been competing since I've been 10 years old in other arts and judo and, 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 you know, striking arts. Um, and then when I went and did this jujitsu or, you know, slash MMA back then, I realized, Holy shit, man. I, like I got my ass handed to me on a silver platter and realized right then that like, there's something to this. There's something magical about this. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, there's two, there's two people in this world. You either run from that adversity or you embrace it. And I chose to embrace it because that's who I am at heart. I'm a martial artist since the day I was born, and uh, yeah. So I realized right away that it's the it was the, the the grappling arts with the submissions like that. That's the key. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same for me. Like I I um sporadically trained different, like doing you know, different martial arts growing up, and then when I finally landed on jujitsu, it was just like. Yeah, like you said, it was something more to it because my first experience actually training was like an open mat, and when the first guy I rode with was like twice my age, skinny guy, and you know, you know, much older, and he was mopping me. He was yeah. he was mopping me. I'm like, come, I'm like, no, nah, bro, there's no way. Like, there's no way I'm getting mopped by this old guy. And then I rode with him, someone who was you know smaller and younger. Same thing, got mopped, and it was just like. Wait a second! What the (laughs) hell? (laughs) It's like no, I like I I got weight over these guys, I got strength over these guys, and they're just like just destroying me. And I'm like, yeah, I could have been, it could have been the same thing. Like I could have just ended it. Like, nah, this ain't for me. I'm like, there's no way in hell, blah blah. But I was like, nah, man, I got to figure this out. I got yeah, like no, there's no way in
1: hell that these little guys
0: beat me. Yeah, (laughs)
1: and that's the thing. There's two. There's two types of people. There's the person that says screw this and their ego it's that it's too much on their ego that they just avoid it altogether right mm-hmm. or you say holy shit like this is literally the closest thing to superpowers that you can get right so like why yeah. wouldn't you embrace that right so yeah that's why we're kind of a small community and we're one of a kind and you know we got to stick together
0: definitely definitely it's very tight niche uh, community i you know to to add to that because i've met nothing but amazing people uh since yep. i started you know since i started training since i started doing this podcast it's like everyone's just been like utterly supportive and amazing and it's like you i don't see that nowhere else you know
1: yeah absolutely
0: so so i know uh we've talked before and um i know you compete and i know you have like your own super fights and stuff right yep so you know let's let's talk about that like how did, did you know how did all of that that start
1: Well, again, it's just kind of like being involved in the martial arts my entire life. There's steps to journeys, you know, and it comes to a point where like, yeah, you're in your journey, you're far enough along that you start organizing events. And like, I have a lot of students that, um, that are coming up in the ranks, blue, purple, brown belts, and they need to, um, display their skills in front of an audience. So I thought, you know what, why don't I like, run my own event and do that. Right. And the guy that owns the club that I'm with, he has ran multiple events in the past. So he's kind of like teaching me as we go, we're working together. So it's like I am matchmaking and then he's doing the, the entertainment aspect of it. So it's a joint effort. It's not, you know, not just me, obviously Uh, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of people to get a, a show done. But the thing is like, we're so involved in the community that that's the next step is just giving people a platform to display their jujitsu. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not, it's not too many of those, like, I guess you want to say smaller, um, you, you know, events that people can go to, you know, to display jujitsu. Cause it's, right now it's just like ADCC or, you know, stuff that you, you know, that UFC does now or, you know, uh, EBIs, but never nothing really like local unless it's like a big tournament that's yeah in the area at that time you know
1: so yeah exactly and you know what like it's all about for us it's like it's all about just getting out there and having fun and doing Mm jujitsu you know what i mean like it's like you're not out there dying nobody's breaking your arm like we're out there having fun Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's just like the more shows that we can get the better it is for everybody involved
0: definitely definitely
1: and that's um, I kind of like looked
0: at the idea of like, you know, what goes into uh hosting like jujitsu events and, you know, the venue, the referees and medical staff. And there's a lot of, uh you know, background stuff that people really don't realize it goes on when it comes to running these tournaments. And I was just like, man, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready, exactly ready to start throwing events like that. But I, I would love to eventually try to do something like that, you know.
1: Something yeah, see, I'm lucky that treatment. yeah, I'm lucky that the guy that I that, that I work with there who owns the academy that I teach at, this is nothing new to him. He's been doing this for a lot of years. So uh yeah, he just you know, I kind of follow his lead and I I, I make the matchups, I got access to the matches and the the, the fighters and things like that. But the entertainment aspect in our show, I like guess that's all him is Brendan Kellogenic. He's uh you know, a big shout out to him. Without him, none of this would exist. So
0: shouts out, shouts out to that guy. So um what's been, I guess, what's been the most difficult aspect of you know hosting these fights and tournaments and or even you know, even for fights for yourself, like what's been like your most difficult uh like part of it?
1: uh well host for like doing the events the hardest part about it is matching matching people up that are going to be a good matchup Mm -hmm. we're not trying to do one-sided stuff we're trying to do good matchups um i also need to have backup fighters because if you know there's going to be four pull outs and i got to have a backup for every match essentially Mm -hmm. right so there's a lot of of stuff like that that goes on, um, you know, trying to deal with this in between teaching classes and in between my own job. I still work 40 hours a week as well, right? right. So yeah, it's it's really hard to juggle, but someone's gotta do it.
0: Cause I can I mean, because I can only imagine just you know, just the the few tournaments that I've been to and just the, the chaotic the yeah, the chaotic aspect of it when it comes to matchmaking, because you can get a list of people. I can get eight or nine people in one, you know, one bracket and then you show up, no one's there. It's like maybe one or two people. So you have to
1: kind of make all these quick fly adjustments. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so for my own competition, um, the hardest part, I guess, was probably going th- competing during my blue belt and early purple belt days. Mm-hmm because you don't really have a game developed yet Mm -hmm. and you don't really know the ins and outs of the rules yet. Or I didn't, I know a lot of people still don't at Brown belt or even black belt. They don't know the rules deep of competition Mm -hmm. and you can never actually do well in competition unless you really know the rules. Right. Right. And so I found that I had to spend a lot of years figuring out the game Mm -hmm. and I had to spend a lot of years too figuring out, the mental game i had to do a lot of uh sports psychology studying mm-hmm. to to really get control of what i'm doing right. you know what i mean like i had to really harness my jiu-jitsu i had to organize my jiu-jitsu in order for me to compete at a decent level
0: right it's yes because competing and training is like two different animals
1: Come yeah on. um Yes and no, like Mm -hmm. in a sense it is because it's, you're, you're out to win, but ultimately I compete as much as possible and I just see it as open mats, right? I'm just going out there. I'm doing a, you know, six minute, 10 minute, whatever the match is, I'm going out there and I'm going hard for that time, plain and simple, Mm -hmm. and it's just open mats. So one thing I figured out too, is you cannot ever control the outcome of a match. So you should never, ever stress whether you're going to win or lose. That's already a mental block. Yeah. Right. So you should just know that, oh, I'm going to go out there and compete or I'm going to go roll hard for six minutes. The word competition throws people for a loop sometimes. If you say, oh, I'm going to go roll hard for six minutes, everything's cool. But the second you would throw the word competition in, boom, you get an adrenaline dump and heart starts going and it's it's right. That's the psychology that people need to overcome, you know?
0: Hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a definitely a good way to look at it, because, yeah, because we throw that word around a lot, you know, competing competition, competing competition or, you know. Yeah, it's another role. Ever. It's another yeah, role. It's just another role. Yeah, just another that's role. It.
1: Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. Yeah,
0: this is like it's just literally like, like you say, it's open mat. It's like you're it's like you're visiting another
1: school for open. Yeah, mat. like and and when I like here's a, here's a thing sometimes in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hard for the six minutes or seven minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is. I'm going hard. If I win, I've worked hard enough to, to earn that. If I lose, that's okay because you earn that shit. I've worked so hard that if you beat me, man, good for you. Right. And it's also my opportunity to show people how you act in defeat. Mm -hmm. Right. It's about displaying jujitsu, right? Even in loss, it's your time to display what being a martial artist is all about yeah right so who cares about the outcome just go fight hard
0: yeah that's right? that is the best way to look at it cuz you know i i've done two tournaments i it, uh one was i guess you want to say it was a uh best two out of three i you know came in second in that one and then another one was like a three man bracket came in third in that one but at first it was kind of like damn you know i lost but at the same time it's like I had a hell of a good time out there, met some amazing people, had some, you know, damn good matches. And, you know, was like, all right, well,
1: let's, let's, let's get back at this uh, next week. You know, see one thing winning and losing, th- there's no greater thing about winning than there is losing. I'll tell you why, because if you win, you just beat somebody then you're better than mm-hmm. where's the pride in that. Right. You beat somebody that you're better than cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you hung in there on somebody who's better than you, you hung in there, you grinded out, you made it to the end, you made it to that buzzer. You got something to be proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah. It all depends on how, where you are in your journey and how it, it developed your, your mental game is just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause even,
0: cause even in class, you know, rolling with, um, you know, underbelts, I don't roll to go for finishes. You know, I'm I'm we're if we're if we're rolling for five minutes, we're just gonna work for that five minutes. If you want to go for submissions, by all means. I'll probably go for a submission like the last 20 seconds or something like that. But no, I love the work, you know. Exactly. Because if I go out there and just steamroll through everybody, I'm not learning nothing. They're like not learning nothing. And we don't, you know,
1: we don't want that. So I like to also like like if you and I were gonna roll right now. Mm -hmm. We both have to remember in the training room. We both have to remember that we're entering the role for two different purposes. Mm -hmm. You have things that you're working on to develop. And so do I, it's not about winning and losing. It's not about, Oh, I got to get the submission. It's not even about just like moving for the whole time. Mm -hmm. You're working on development, skill development. You know what I'm saying? So when I enter a role, I already know for the next two weeks, all my rolls are working on guard pass chains. So if I pass your guard, boom, I let you escape right away and get your guard back. And then I, I'm working on specific chains, working Mm -hmm. on understanding your reactions to certain movements to create more of a chain. So that's what I'm doing when I roll is I'm creating systems and chains based upon, uh, upon most common reactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just like, like you said, like rolling and submitting like, there's no point, right? It's there's all no point. It's, it's skill development, right? That's what you want to do is develop your skills. And mm-hmm. you want to put in that hard work and that hard conditioning for competing. You do that off the mats. You do that in the conditioning room, like running and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely.
0: Cause you know, no one wants to be, no one's punching back. And, you know, like you said, I'm not going to gain nothing if I'm, you know, steamrolling through everybody who, you know, who steps on the mats. Like, no, I like to, I like to get that work in. And if I'm whoever I'm rolling with, it's always teaching, you know, we always a teaching moment. Like, if I catch you in something, we reset. If I catch you again, I'll let it go. It's like, okay, look, let's fix this. You know, that way you get better. I, you know, that forces me to get better because you know it's coming and we, you know, we continue and we grow you know?
1: Yeah. So we have that type of training. And then like when, when like I'm specifically getting ready for competition, like, uh, like I'm 10 days out from the IBJJF pans in Orlando. Okay. Um, And like my competition training up to that, leading up to that is completely different than how I lead my students. Okay. Right. So my competition training leading up to that is we, be, um myself and all, all the other uh, not all the other, but uh, a number of other black belts around the Toronto area that are also competing in IBJF events. We get together and we train hard. We put in long, long, hard, grueling, vicious rounds. And uh, yeah, I'm try- I am basically roll 60 to 90 minutes five to six days a week. Minimum. We Minimum. And then two days of conditioning on top of it and you're not always going to be fresh. You're going to wake <laughs> up some days. And you can barely get out of bed, but you got to suck that shit up. You oh yeah. Get calm, right. You got to get in there. You got to take your lumps. Um, but that's completely different than how I teach my colored belt students and, um, and work with them for competition. Mm-hmm. When they get to the point where they're at a high level and a black belt level competing at, you know, world's events or whatever, that's a different ball game. You've, you've worked 15 years up to that. You know what I mean to go that hard you know what i'm saying
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah gotcha
0: and i tried to um you know figure out a game plan for myself when it comes to training uh like uh competition wise versus like you know just everyday training because this is all it's is all new to me so you know like getting a fight team together trying to eat right uh nutrition and you know f- trying to find workouts that works works well for me so it's been like a a culture shock i guess you can say when yep. it comes to when it comes to all this so it's it's definitely good to get your you know your input on that because
1: so it all depends on what you want out of it right mm-hmm. so if you want to get the most bang for your buck if you want to get the best you can get in the amount of time you need to spend every awakening hour somehow dedicated to it mm-hmm Right. So when I'm resting and relaxing, I'm finding a way to recover foam rolling, stretching um, while I'm trying to study and watch instructionals or creating plans. And you know what I mean? I know you have kids and things like that, but there's there's always a little bit of time that you can put in for yourself, you know, somewhere. Mm. Right. Um, But yeah, I try and every waking hour in my life is dedicated to jiu-jitsu whether that's rest and recovery or you know what i mean like yeah whether it's squeezing a nap and i need that nap you know for recovery <laughs> right you know, everything's revolved around jiu-jitsu for me
0: yeah pretty much pretty much and i i saw when it started to happen when jiu-jitsu started to succumb to everything and i just embraced it i was like yeah come on hell
1: let's, yeah let's, let's get
0: it like i wake hell up yeah. you know i wake up i i'm looking at you know, like instructional videos or techniques, or that we, or you know, threads that me and my, you know, training partner sent back and forth to each other. At work, I work with my instructor, so it's like we'll be in passing. And like, you
1: know, have a Full blown jujitsu conversation. So you don't get
0: away from it. I don't get away from it. That <laughs> <laughs> come home.
1: Exactly. That, that's this, good. You know, so that's
0: Definitely. good. You're
1: immersed in it. That's what mm-hmm. you got to do. You got to immerse yourself. You want to be a good musician. You got to immerse yourself in that yeah right like same with anything like you want to be good at anything you got to immerse yourself into it
0: like this is no longer a hobby this is a lifestyle
1: big time big 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 time big
0: time, big time. and you know it's it's cool to meet people that that kind of have that same mentality because you know you you meet people in the martial arts that be like you know they, they might love the train but they're not like a hundred percent in it but I got a group of guys on my phone that I can call them and be like, Hey, what y'all doing? Let's 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 go to the mats. And they'll be like, All right, see so you in 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Like just you know, before we started, I was you know, sitting here, I was like, Well, I only got you know two two shows to do today. I text him, like, hey, what are you doing about six o'clock? He's like, I don't know, it depends. I'm like, We at the gym. He's like, All right. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, see you I'm already got shit, it. you already it's already set up, right? Mm-hmm. Like right before we got on this podcast, I taught an hour and a half jiu-jitsu class today. Um did a did a strength and conditioning, then taught an hour and a half jiu-jitsu class and raced home, showered, podcast with you, and then right after here I'm just gonna go to the hot tub and stretch and stuff for a while at the near at the local gym. Yeah. Right? Everything's I'll... revolved around. It. And then I'm gonna get chicken and veggies into my system and
0: Yeah, man. It's but we wouldn't want it any other way.
1: Well, that's it. Like, yeah. And if, yeah, I got to, I got to stay focused, right? So. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, cause you know, it's, it's that, it, it brings that inner peace,
1: you know, no yeah. matter,
0: no matter, no matter what aspect of, of jujitsu, as long as it's like jujitsu related, it's going to bring that peace.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, like my whole being is about like combat, you know what I mean? Just so i have to roll every day like you know it's it's a mental thing it's a mental therapy it is it definitely is
0: because like like even like my wife like she'll be looking at me like i'll literally be just leaving class and i'm sitting in the car and i'm like scrolling through instagram watching jiu videos and i get home i'm laying in bed watching jujitsu videos and she's just be looking at me like you just
1: that addicted i'm like yeah Hey man, at least you're not at the bar six days a week. You're at jujitsu six days a week. Exactly. I other
0: day, I was like, I could be anywhere else. I could be out in the streets. I could be yeah you know, at a bar somewhere getting drunk in that same amount of time. Yeah. But no, I am at the gym. You're an athlete in twenty four seven. Yeah man. Yeah. Fuck Gotta yeah. love it. Gotta love it. And plus, my kids like my kids do it too. So good. Yeah man. Everyone everyone does jujitsu around here. Excellent man. That's awesome to hear. Love it. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. They love it. Uh my like especially my daughter, she's uh she's getting hooked onto it. So, especially when she started like she got her third stripe on her white belt uh oh, a couple cool. weeks ago, so she's really like, you know, ants and like just ready to learn, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's it's been very very fun, man. Very very fun. So, um kind of backtrack it to like uh like when it comes to competing. Uh it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, man, I jumped so late in the game, uh, being a brown belt to start and com- to compete. Because at tournaments, unless you're doing like you know wars or worlds or anything else like that, you don't see a lot of high level people at these uh, tournaments. Like you'll get a uh, buku loads of white belts, a huge handful of uh, blue belts, and then like maybe like sprinkle of purple and brown, and maybe one or two blacks. So it's like i i would love to do tournaments a whole lot more but it's like where are you uh detroit michigan
1: okay yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah so we'll get you know naga uh grappling industries here in uh detroit uh, sometimes they like get Ohio like the, get there too
1: sometimes there's mm-hmm. like the ibgf events i'll have a lot of brown belts i haven't found one or i just
0: I don't know. I haven't seen any IBJJF ones for... Uh, There's normally Chicago,
1: Indianapolis, um, New Haven. They're all within like seven, eight-hour drives away. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet.
0: Oh, okay, uh, I see. Make
1: those, 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 and those then they have the Toronto time. one. They have the Toronto IBJF, which is September 16th. That's probably only four hours from you.
0: Yeah, that's right. Not, yeah, Toronto, yeah. yeah, about three. Yeah, about three, yeah. you should sign there. up for
1: that. I'll be at that one for sure. Oh,
0: okay. Well, yeah, I'll yeah. definitely... Definitely look into that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely. There's, def- There's always brown belts, for sure. would be a good opportunity for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely excited for it, man, because... Maybe Matt... one day we'll
1: get you on the Cal Samrick card, too, if we're if you're only four hours away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hit me not gonna, up. Not going not gonna, to not gonna turn it down, man. Hit not going to turn it down, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We'll figure something out. We'll definitely we'll get you a matchup.
1: We'll get you a match.
0: That's 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 wild, man, but I love it, man. Love the sport, love the the mental uh the mental game behind it. You know, uh just from the 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 people that I've talked to from white belts up to like black belts and other higher ranks, it's just been like
1: utterly amazing, man. So,
0: mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. how people found this
1: sport. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, it's been around for a long time, right? So mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, like these arts go through their waves and their stages, you know, and it, it they evolve and stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm.
0: it's cool, very, very, very cool. So, um, so oh. your this so the school that you're at, you you just teach there, right? Or
1: are you own are you own that school? No, I don't own it. Uh, mm-hmm. actually, my best friend owns it, and uh, I'm an instructor there.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, so I teach there three four days a week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a uh, two other black belts that also teach there as well. Um, on the on the opposite shifts as myself, and uh, yeah. So you have so,
0: so it's a I guess I assume like a fairly large school.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we probably got two hundred uh, jujitsu students.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, probably you know close to two hundred Muay Thai students. So it's a it's a big academy. Um, yeah. So what's like the average class, like the average class size? Uh so today I had my Saturday class. There's probably probably forty to forty-five in our class. My goodness. And it ranged we probably had, you know, 10 purple belts, eight brown belts, um, whole shitload of blue belts, maybe five white belts. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it's uh yeah. You know, especially when we get our gradings going. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The yeah, place is... you,
0: you sent me the video. You sent me that little clip of like the little ranking ceremony. And I'm just looking around at all these people. <laughs> and I'm like, this had to be like a six hour event. <laughs> like, yeah, like ants a two- everywhere. A right.
1: Event? right.
0: You just see, like, belts and colors flying all over the
1: place. Oh, yeah. Like, getting ranked. If you're getting graded and you're getting a belt, you're going in the middle and you're getting shark tanked by everybody for 90 minutes.
0: Oh, God, dude. Yeah.
1: No water.
0: And I could You got to come the, like, hydrated.
1: <laughs> oh, got to. I,
0: I complained about the 10, 11 people that we see on our mats. And there's people like, yeah, man, our class is light by 40,
1: 45 people.
0: I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: that's fucking crazy, man.
1: Yeah, so and then at our gradings, you know, we pro, uh, like we normally have twenty seven black belts on the mats,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Normal class, we have five to seven black belts on the mats in a normal class. Mm-hmm.
0: So the video you sent that was just yours, that one like particular
1: school, or it was like other schools there as well. So that is our our Rebel Alliance team. So there would be two other small academies there so maybe mm-hmm. 40 40 people extra so they're all the, all those people were from there and f- so there's probably you know maybe just over 200 some in that picture probably um and maybe 180 were our guys My sort baby. of idea that is a lot. And of we things. don't have 180 training at once all the time. It's spread no, out. No, from, no, of course, we have three classes a day. We got you know 6 a.m. We have noon, then we have evenings, right? Right. And so people are all over the place, shift workers, and yeah.
0: Hey, what you do like the afternoon classes, I assume, or morning class?
1: So at, at my at my work, I run a a big community center with pools and hot tubs and gyms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And I work shifts. I work like two weeks afternoons and two weeks days. So when I work afternoons, I teach in the noon classes. And when I work days, I teach evening classes. Gotcha. gotcha.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause I, you know, just, um, one of the things that I talked to my instructor about is, you know, trying to find that balance of being an instructor and a trainer. Cause you know, I was asking him, like, you, you know, you never see too many black belts or really higher rank people. He's like, well, a lot of people who are black belts are school owners. So you don't get to see, they don't, they don't get a chance of train how they want to train to fight or, or, you know, compete and run a school at the same time. So they're just going to do pick one. That's going to be more, I guess you would say uh lucrative for them, which would be the school. So,
1: yeah, it all depends on the area too, right? Like mm-hmm. for example, like um, you might be more of a rural area, whereas like in Toronto, um, You know, uh, my headquarters, which is Action Reaction, which is Cicero Costa, Canada headquarters, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's probably 50 black belts there. You know what I mean? Like maybe some of them might own schools, but not all of them. Most of them are Mm -hmm. just students. Right. They're just they're just students that, you know, no different than when they were blue belts, they're black belts and they've had their black belts some some of them 10 years and they're still students. Mm -hmm. if every one of those black belts opened a club oh my god that would be insane you know what i'm saying okay so even like myself like i'm never gonna open a club because my best friend owns a club and all the clubs in the durham region area like oshawa bjj like those are all my friends Mm -hmm. right so i'm never gonna open a club and step on toes my thing is seminars i do seminars i like to do like seminar tours Um, I teach at the globe charters camp. I teach, uh, I do the BJ fanatics instructionals. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. It keeps me from stepping on people's toes by opening up a club because everybody's already my friend. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I already Mm -hmm. have access to every club around. Um, so I don't really need to open up a place for my own training. Right. And if I open up a place for my own training, a little bit of ways that where I didn't step on toes. Well, now I'm slacking on my own training because I'm not going to have these partners because I got to teach all the time. Yeah, teach all the time. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I teach three days a week at my academy that I'm at, but I'm also training with the black belts in Toronto the other days of the weeks. You know, Mm -hmm. so I enjoy that balance of having my own hard training and teaching and not owning a club. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like borrowing your niece and nephew for a couple hours, and you can give them back when you're done. Yeah, you don't exactly. have, you don't own them.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I don't gotta I worry it. about
1: it. I teach and train and enjoy life, and just give them back, and then <laughs>
0: and just enjoy life. But that's but that's um I guess with me um because it, it's not that many jujitsu schools here in Detroit or in like. I guess you want to say in the surrounding area versus somewhere like Canada or like Florida, Cali, where it's like everyone floods to those places. And there's like a school, like, you know, you can throw a rock in the wind and find a jujitsu school here. They're very sporadic. So yeah. That's the kind of thing I think about too, when it comes to like, if I wanted to, you know, eventually down the line, you know, open, own, like open my own school and the area and all this stuff, other stuff, but that's that's another few few years in the future before I even consider doing that, you know. Yep. Yeah. I'm still I'm still getting myself together. Yeah. So I hear you.
1: I definitely, man. So um so you got any um any events coming up? Yeah, actually I'm 10 days out from the IBGF pans in Florida.
0: Okay. So yeah. what was I about to ask about that? So Cause I know when it comes to like pans and uh, IBJJF, um, I guess they they do stuff a little bit different than like grappling industries and whatnot. So, cause I really don't know the difference between like so. A, a so the IBJF.
1: Uh, the oh, IBJJF God. opens like the Chicago opens. They're like one star events, um, and then like the pans is a four star event. Worlds and Worlds Masters is a five star event, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there's like levels of events, right? So pans is like you know, the big one you want to, I, I want to make the podium in Pans. If you know, that's a big, it's a big deal mm-hmm. to me. Um, yeah. So worlds like IBF, worlds, worlds, masters and pans. Like those are the big ones mm-hmm. you know, other than, and then Nogi ADCC. Right. 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 Okay. okay.
0: Cause I, 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 I... Like I said, this is all new to me. Even like competing. So like when you hear people picking Naga over grappling industries, or grappling industries over this, or this over that, it's like
1: okay. So so Naga and grappling industries is your local tournaments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so you're gonna get your 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 nor- like you're just your recreational practitioners,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: um And then in your bigger events, you're gonna get like. Um, you know, there'd be like state size events, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there would be like, like for us, like, I don't know how yours works, but ours is like, there'd be local tournaments, then there's regional tournaments, Mm -hmm. then there's provincial size tournaments, then there's national size tournaments, then there's international size tournaments and you would work your way up. Right. Mm -hmm. So grappling industries and Naga, that's the local, that's um, yeah. Your local tournament.
0: Your, your and then if you don't. had then
1: if you had a if you had like a state state championship, then that would be like your your provincials or your state championship. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, that's a lot. And then <laughs> and then I Beach Jeff is your the the biggest organization holding jujitsu tournaments. And they're gonna have the most prestigious um awards. You know, you wanna your ultimate goal is to get like you know, your your medals in the IBGF in order to really compete in the IBGF you want to work your way up in the local scene first and you know see you know build your skills up and you know test yourself out in a lower talent pool first before you work your your work your way up to IBGF where it's going to be serious athletes that are you know training almost full-time
0: yeah, and I'm I'm not quite there just yet, you know.
1: <laughs> well, like, you, you don't know till you get in there, right? True, you can surprise true. yourself, and that's how you build confidence in yourself. Is mm-hmm. when you don't think you're there yet, that might not be the case. Yeah, you're right. right. You you're totally
0: right. Because um, because I missed I missed Naga. Uh. That was like here a couple weeks ago, but uh, grappling Industries will be back in April. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do that one like regardless of what. So that was definitely gonna get done. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, what else could I ask? I mean, unless you had any questions for me, I'm trying to think of what else to, uh, what else to ask you
1: here. Um,
0: um let's see. Can we talk about competing? I it's a
1: couple months. The to- Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Globe Trotters Camp in Maine coming up. That's going to be really fun. That's okay. always good times. Yeah. So I think like a know week. Someone
0: camp. else, someone else talked about uh, Jiu Jitsu Globe Trotters, but what exactly is it? Like, is this like a?
1: It's it, basically it's um it's a camp where there's like two hundred people from all over the world that mm-hmm. come to this camp, and uh, we like there's classes all day long, open mats all day long. Your food's hot and ready, cooked for you after training. And it's like a week of, like, all-inclusive jiu-jitsu vacation. And you said, when is it? This is in June. Yeah. oh, May 29th to June 4th it is. But it's already sold out now. You got to get the ticket, like, a year in advance. It, when it goes out, when it goes up for sale, like, tickets go for sale, don't last long. Mm-hmm. It lasts, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I tell all my students, I'm like, man, if you want to come... You just buy your ticket or put your deposit down to save your spot. And if you can't go for any reason, you sell your ticket and people on the site will snatch up your ticket in a heartbeat.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's like so much fun. Like you wake up, there's breakfast, coffee, everything like that. And a nice buffet. Uh, You got like, um, you know, a yoga class first. And then you got a class, class, open mat. So mm-hmm. each class, it, you don't do warm-up and nothing like that. Yeah, it's just technique, right? Like seminar. So like seminar, seminar, and then a two-hour open mat. Then mm-hmm. lunch. Then seminar, seminar, open mat. Then seminar, seminar, open mat. Then dinner. You know what I'm saying?
0: Wow. So it's literally just all day. Just, you don't have to do Trump's all of them. them.
1: Yeah, you don't have to do all of them. Some people do two classes and an open mat in the day. And the rest of the time, they're like, In the lake, they're gone fishing or hiking or, you know, uh, it's in Maine. So there's so, there's so much like nature activity to do as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's pretty cool. And it's the USA camp is stationed in a, basically like a, a youth camp, like a rich kids youth camp Mm -hmm. that it's gets, it gets rented out for, uh, for the week. And, uh, yeah, you stay in cabins with your team. Like I'm going down with 10 of my students and friends, and uh we're all we you know we stay in this cabin and you know you got all beds there like a military kind of and it's just training and having fun for the week as soon as training's like done after dinner yeah you just like you got like campfires and you're making s'mores and people are you know <laughs> cracking a couple of beers and eating gummy bears and you know what i'm saying it's, it's a good time <laughs> yeah it's a good time bro it's a good time <laughs>
0: Oh wow, that sounds like a damn good time I'm gonna, It is um, man
1: And so like the instructors time. There's like there's like 15 instructors From all over the world that are awesome at Jiu Jitsu And they mm-hmm. lead the show and they're fun And everybody just mingles And has a good time And as soon as camp is done Everybody stays connected and in touch Like man, I know, I know black belts and colored belts I know white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt And black belts in every single state <laughs> You know what I'm saying? because of the Globetrotters mm-hmm. and teaching at these camps. So yeah, I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to teach at these camps for sure.
0: That's, that's awesome. That's and then awesome.
1: in November is the Arizona camp that I'm going to, and that's going to be fun, but that's different. Mm-hmm. That one, you don't stay in a cabin or nothing. That one there, you, you stay in like a hotel or an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camp is at J. pages Academy, a nice big Academy. Um, He's like a fight to win contender or champion. Uh, so he's really good at jujitsu. But we're at the camp is at his academy. And uh basically, yeah, we just you know go there, train and together after and you know, shoots the shit and yeah, so there are two different styles of camps, the USA main camp and the Arizona camp, mm-hmm. but they're both awesome, they're both fun.
0: That's not, I mean, it's sounds like me. It's jujitsu, so it sounds like a good time, regardless. You know,
1: you're around two hundred other people that are have the same mindset as you. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you not have fun? You know, right? And you know something too about competing. Uh, like we were talking about, is I I kind of see it like guess, too. Like, I don't need to get nervous in a match. You know, if everybody gets nervous before they compete, mm-hmm. or sometimes people avoid competing, that person that I'm competing against is very similar to me they got the same perspectives probably the same passion they're the same everything right so mm-hmm. competing shouldn't make you nervous you should actually be like grateful that you're getting to share the match with somebody who's just like you right? because when else would you be able to bump into that person ever in your life never, never. other than that moment right
0: right Definitely, and I I talked to the the few guys that I competed against um at the at the last tournament um, I think he I forgot what tournament he said he's going to do, but he will be on the show like you know uh, sometime next month or so. But yeah, man, I I love talking to people. Like talking to especially you know when it comes to jujitsu. Like you mentioned jujitsu, like my ears perk up. Like yeah, Yeah. (laughs) We're gonna be here for another
1: three hours. Like cauliflower ear tingle. (laughs) By the way, I actually like. I'm not sure if I can get this one out or not. Like I, I can't even get them in. So I like cram this one in, and now I think it's stuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't. I can't do the cauliflower ears, man. I can't, can't help it. it. I, I know, I know. It, it comes, it comes with it. But man, the the few times that like I rode and I caught a, uh, you know, a very very rough gee elbow to the grind to the ear, and I just felt it, just you know, on fire. I was like, please no, please no, please no.
1: <laughs> see for me, if my fingers and my ears are not sore and in agony, I'm not training hard enough. Man,
0: that's how I see it
1: for me. But I have different goals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm still kind of like in the air of what I want to do because, like, you know, I, I love the sport. I'm going to keep training regardless. But I'm like, okay, do I want to actually go into, like, the competing side more or do I want to, like, stay where I'm at or go for, like, the teaching side? So
1: so don't forget, it's only open mats. Right. So there is no choice whether you want to compete or not. You, if you want to do jiu a competing is a part of it.
0: Yeah, I and, see that. I see that now. So, I see that now for sure.
1: So I tell my students this, I say, listen, if you come to the club all the time and you're training all the time, what you're doing is you're playing catch. Mm-hmm. You're playing catch all the time. You're hitting a ball all the time. You're practicing, but yet you'd never want to play a game of baseball, beer league baseball. You'll play catch every day of your life, but you won't play a game of fucking baseball. That's just for fun. Yeah, How does that right. make any sense? You want to go play golf. You go to a driving range. You're hitting the driver. You hit 100 balls every single day. But the thought of doing 18 holes, you're like, ah, fuck it.
0: Like, well, <laughs> how does that make sense? <laughs> but that was me because I like people ask me, like, you know, like, do you compete? Do you like, or do you, you know, do you fight? I'm like, nah, that, that, that ain't for me. But I'll be like, yeah, I train three, four days a week. And then now that I you know actually did my first like my first couple of tournaments, I'm hooked.
1: So so remember, t- um, tr- in the training room, you're training. When you compete, that's just doing jujitsu. Okay. You're de- in the training room. You're only developing skills mm-hmm. on the competition mat. That's actually doing jujitsu. So again, you have to understand the rules. Of the sport and how the game is played in order to actually do jujitsu correctly, because I have a, I have a lot of Brown belts and black belts that I see that don't know the game inside and out. Mm -hmm. So the, so the rolling they're doing in the club isn't actually jujitsu. They're just doing a whole bunch of moves that they've learned over 15 years without the actual rule set and strategy behind it. Hmm. Rule strategy and the moves you've learned all go together to to do jujitsu. You know what I mean, right? So, like, I'd, here's, I'd, an, here's an example. <clears throat> if you pass my guard right now, mm-hmm. and I accept, and I just ah oh, accept side control bottom. That's not jujitsu. There's no such thing as side control bottom. Mm-hmm. If you pass my guard, I need to fight tooth and nail to never accept guard pass points mm-hmm. ever. So I have to A get back to my feet, get my guard back, something, but not accept side control. So people who are accept, accepting side control bottom are not doing jujitsu. You're just right, you're just doing moves. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can't accept side control bottom. You gotta fight tooth and nail, push that head away, get back to your feet. Do what you gotta do to not accept the those points.
0: Those bad positions. And man. that's
1: why the, that's why there's a point system because it's objectives. Along the way, like a video game, you don't just get to the end. You have objectives to get to the end. Mm-hmm. And that's what the point system of jujitsu is, is guiding you down the objectives.
0: Gotcha. I yeah. see that. I see that now. I see that now. Cause like, I'm like, damn, man, I should have competed. I should have been started doing tournaments a long time ago,
1: but so, you know. there's, there's uh, on YouTube, there's, um, type in IBJJF rules tutorial. There's 18 five-minute rules videos.
0: Okay. You need to
1: study those inside and out to understand how to play the game of jiu-jitsu in order to know how to roll in the club.
0: All right. I'm about to look that up. Right you know what I'm now.
1: saying? You said What's it called? IBJJF Rules Tutorial. Okay, uh-huh. and then there's 18 videos there. One one five minute video is all on sweeps, how to how to get sweeps, how to defend sweeps, how to score advantages, blah blah blah. What and the next one's about mount, the next one's about penalties, next one's about this and that. All those have to be understood. And the, here's the thing with those videos, I started watching those videos 10 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Every single month that goes by, I will find something new out of those videos. Hmm. You almost have to like develop a month of jujitsu to find something new into it. Mm-hmm. So it has to be studied over and over and over, just like a university course. You know, yeah, that's my greatest um advice to you if you want to become good at competing, because it's not about Who's better? It's about who plays the game correctly. Gotcha. I appreciate it, man.
0: I appreciate the 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 nuggets of wisdom, man. Got you bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um so this is a uh you know a general question I ask everybody who comes on uh but you've competed a lot, so I know you you ran to a lot of faces, but uh right now, who would be your top three roles that you would like you would like to get in?
1: It's competing against?
0: Yep, or just a just a friendly role. Like if you could pick anybody in jujitsu, like I would like to roll with X, Y, Z. Like who would that be?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. Um, well, um, one of my friends, Fabio Jesus, uh, from Brazil. I haven't rolled with him, um, but I've trained with him a few times. Uh, he's a great mentor for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely like to get a roll in with him, and I will uh this summer. So definitely. Definitely with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Groger BJJ Globetotters owner. Awesome jiu-jitsu. Super cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing journey. He's always fun to roll with. Uh, I'll be rolling with him in June as well. He's another guy I would love, love rolling with. Mm-hmm. Very dynamic. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Andrew Wiltsey. I'd like to. I'd like to feel Andrew Wiltsey's game mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that'd be my third one, Andrew Wiltsey.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, because like you know, I had asked one person that question, and then like I forgot about the question, and everybody was like, "Who was messing me about the show?" Like, man, you forgot. You keep forgetting to ask the question, so I'm making it a point now to ask everyone that question. who they? You know, their dream roles uh, to roll with. So, but yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, it was yeah. cool to work with uh, I got to work with mm-hmm. Bernardo Faria for for a couple hours uh when I was in Boston for the BJ fanatics there. Mm-hmm. That guy is super cool. Um, uh, that was a great experience of of sharing knowledge and uh jitsu information with a you know eight-time world champion. So that was really cool too. Wealth of knowledge right there. Unreal. Unreal.
0: Unreal, unreal. Yeah. But yeah, man, unless you got anything else, man, I would like you to sh- you know shout out your school. Um, I know you already said the events that you got coming up, man, but the, you know the floor is still yours,
1: man. Okay, cool. Yeah, um I just want to let everybody know too that I have six uh BGJ Fanatics instructionals um on bjfanatics.com. My name is Kyle Sleeman. I have a guard passing connections instructional looking at systems and sequences to connect your, your guard passes to be able to confuse and stun your opponent into good situations. We have a Mount one. We have side control where there's like three hours of just side control submissions and, and maintenance positions. Uh, we have X guard um, three hours on the X guard and single leg X. I have um, um, an instructional on a position that I've kind of uh, created and there's a spider webs of sequences off of it. It's called the Slee guard. Um, and it is a knee shield style position, uh, like a Mm -hmm. double knee shield style position, but it's different. It's the slee guard. It's um, it's great. So there's a my instructionals formulate a big web and a game plan. So my guard passes work into my my guard passing connection works into my side control instructional, and then if you don't submit from side, then we go to mount. Then I have my mount instructional to finish off from there. If we're on our back, we got X guard. If your opponent's standing if your opponent's kneeling, we have the slee guard. Mm-hmm. So we have every single basis covered, um, in these instructionals. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And BJJ globetrotters camps are awesome guys. Make sure you check out BJJ globetrotters.com. Uh, there's tons of camps all over the world. Uh, every month they are somewhere in the world. Check it out. Um, it definitely gave me a, uh, a new um, love for jiu-jitsu when I went there. If the first time as a brown belt, I fell back in love with jiu-jitsu. I was like, "Damn, this is <laughs> awesome!" Like, right. And I've been going twice a year since then. Uh, so I've been going about six years now, I guess. Um, yeah. Shout out to my students and uh, Brennan Kellogenic at Cal Samrat Martial Arts. Shout out to Team Cicero Costa Canada. Shout out to Oshawa BJJ Igor and Janine Mulkyber. Uh, you guys uh, are awesome. You helped me a lot, and you're awesome in our community. So,
0: man, that's that's definitely awesome. And I'll um, you know, I'll get the links from you. Uh, so I'll have them on the page so that everybody can check out your awesome videos. And cool. when you sent me some uh the other day, and I was looking at the the uh, thumbnail, I was like. Damn, I've seen this before. So I've I've definitely, I've watched a couple of your videos before. But oh, cool. Very knowledgeable, man. Very knowledgeable uh, guy here. So uh, he, he knows what he's talking about for sure. Thank you, brother. All right, man. And that's it for today. I would like to thank my, my guest uh, Kyle one more time for coming on the show and sharing all his uh best knowledge and wisdom uh please go and follow us on facebook and instagram and youtube to stay updated on all future episodes this has been talk your jits podcast keep rolling keep grinding and remember long live jujitsu
1: have a great day peace
0: and we're done